All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. What's going on, everybody? It is the Monday edition of Leafs Morning Take presented by PointsBet Canada. Yours truly, Nick Alberga, flying solo on this Monday. Once again, again, Jay Rosehill working the Friday and Monday shifts. So he'll be back tomorrow, but don't fret. Three hits with Rosie is coming up in about five minutes from now where he's going to break down the weekend. What a wild weekend it was in terms of trades as well. The Bruins back on Thursday picking up Orlov and Hathaway. Then the response from Tampa last night with Tanner Janot. A lot to dive into with uh, three hits with Rosie coming up and a lot to dive into in general. When it comes to this show, remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out, and don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs, as you see on your screen there, courtesy producer Alex. We're in the process of migrating over to our very own YouTube page. Make sure to subscribe and like at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube, at the Leafs Nation 401 where you can find the very latest going on in Leafsland, including interviews, shorts, uh, clips, uh, anything you can want right now. The craziest time of the hockey world with the trade deadline slated for 3 Eastern time on Friday. You'll find it at the Leafs Nation 401. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. And I'll get to it a bit later on in the show uh, following my interview with today's guest. Behind the scenes in about uh, 10 minutes from now or so, and... I just love this perspective because, again, it is a chaotic time in the hockey world. Just imagine being an executive in this league. So I want to bring you a behind-the-scenes approach and perspective and scope of what's happening um, in terms of trades, uh, consultation, conversations. So uh, former assistant uh, GM in the league, former executive, two-time Stanley Cup champion with the LA Kings, now with Sportsnet doing great work for them. Mike Feud is going to drop by in about uh, seven or eight minutes from now. We're going to get his perspective. 
Um, you know, and everything that's gone down so far, what he thought of the Ryan O'Reilly trade, Nola Chari coming over from the St. Louis Blues. Toronto's won four or five since that deal went down. What he thought of the pickup for Tanner Janot? There's been a lot of consternation and discourse on social media regarding the uh, the return package in that deal. But Tampa is Tampa, and I really can't naysay a team that's been to three consecutive Stanley Cup finals. So looking forward to having Mike Fuda on in about seven or eight for now. But let's go over the boards first and foremost. All right, so uh, as you've seen right there, another really, really successful weekend for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Having said that, in the grand scope of things, we are just getting set for game one against the Tampa Bay Lightning in about 20 games from now. But on Friday, I think they showed they can win dirty, a 2-1 win against the Minnesota Wild. Willie Nylander, what a season he's having. Again, we're not going to have that conversation because we don't want to steer this ship off the rails here. But uh, Nylander, that next contract is is going to make this guy if even... He's already rich. Imagine how rich he's going to be following that contract. But Nylander's been phenomenal this season. What an OT winner. And I thought they really grinded out that game against Minnesota. There wasn't much time and space out there. Pretty much as you would expect, taking on the Wild. But kudos to the Maple Leafs. They took care of business. And that is sort of a trap game when you know you're headed out on a five-game road trip. And I thought they took care of business. A rare Friday night game at Scotiabank Arena. And then returning serve last night against the Seattle Kraken. Um, really, really impressive stuff. I talked about it last week, how they were trying to avenge arguably their worst, ugliest loss of the season, at least since October, where they lost 5-1 back on January 5th to Seattle. And they did uh, certainly that, which I think is intriguing on so many levels among them. The reason, you know, the, the idea that they surrendered their first goal in that game then riled off five consecutive goals just shows you the response to that team first and foremost. But I think Sheldon Keefe does not deserve, or does not get the credit, I should say, he deserves um, in, in terms of lineup tinkering and changing because he makes that subtle change again and it always seems to work out. He flips Marner, he flips Nylander and Marner, puts Marner back with Matthews and the, the slump or whatever you want to call it for Matthews over once again, gets two goals in that game. Another three apples from Marner. He's fourth in the entire NHL in assists right now. The guy's been just simply outstanding. I don't know if he'll ever get the credit he deserves because he's sort of the, the Robin to the Batman here in Toronto. But Marner's season has just been incredible. And I think from a Leafs perspective, you just hope that translates to success finally in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But the subtle change there from Keith did everything for me. A 5-1 win over the Seattle Kraken. And what a return as well for Mark Giordano. So he scores a goal, but let's not bury the lead. He shit. He sets the shot block record, his 2045th shot block in NHL history. I think they started mapping this out back in 2005. And so, yeah, he leads the NHL in, in the history of the league for most shot blocks. The guy's a warrior. And I think you you draw parallels to last year's trade deadline. Just what a pickup, what he's meant to this city. The fact that he wants to be a Maple Leaf, that he's from the area. I just think it's been a home run trade for Kyle Dubas and that extension, that cap hit just looks tremendous as well. So kudos to Mark Giordano. And as mentioned, Toronto, um, similar to the New York Rangers, have been boosted by that acquisition. The Ryan O'Reilly pickup, the Nolachari pickup. It just added a couple different dimensions to this team and they're feeling great about life. I didn't even mention Ilya Samsonov. I thought he was great last night, 26 stops. Especially after you surrender the first goal, you could have the tendency to get down on yourself. I thought he kept on playing, and I thought he made some big stops in the second period, big stops in the third period, and solidifying that 5-1 victory. And maybe the best part about that game, they really didn't sag, which we have seen at times before with this Maple Leafs team where they take the foot off the pedal when they go up big. They really didn't last night. It was really an impressive victory. 
over a pretty decent Seattle team who currently is in a playoff spot. So all in all, very, very happy with the weekend. I give it, uh, you know, great marks. And certainly we look forward to the trade deadline to see what the Maple Leafs can add between now and 3 Eastern time coming up on Friday. So again, we're a couple minutes away from Mike Fuda. But for now, we're going to hear from the man, the myth, the legend himself, Jay Rosehill. Hey, welcome back, folks. I'm starting off with the Leafs game tonight. What a weekend. Three-game winning streak we're on. Starting to pull away from Tampa a little bit is what it looks like. We'll see what comes down the pike. But obviously, that's the only thing that matters right now and the only thing we're actually playing for. But we're starting to put together a pattern of the depth of this forward team especially. And now starting, especially tonight, to chip in from the defensemen which is unbelievable to see because it hasn't really happened with the revolving door of defensemen this team has had this year. It's been kind of a shit show, to be honest. And if you look at their DB to go all the way down the line and see how many defensemen have actually played for this team this year, they've run into a lot of injuries and have actually come out the other side pretty unscathed and chipping in offensively, which is just scary because, I mean, if Johnny T and Nylander aren't in it tonight, all of a sudden Marner catches fire or Austin Matthews and let's not forget... Um, about the new big boy out there as well who's chipping in with Ryan O'Reilly so it's just uh, it's just mayhem with offense with this team and if their defense starts chipping in as well I mean I really thought that Sammy looked amazing tonight too that's a whole other story it's just uh, good things for the Leafs it's a good time to be a Leaf I hope you guys aren't taking it for granted uh, number two did you guys see that Lucic fight last night I mean Big boy Curtis McDermott my god what is he 6'5 230 yeah he's 28 years old and He's one of the big boys in the, in the league. He's one of the new big boys out there. And, man, he's goes up against Lucic. I didn't think they wanted to go. I thought they were kind of half-heartedly. The linesmen were in there MFing each other a little bit. And then all of a sudden, they're like, no, get, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get free of this linesman. And they go. And big boy Milan just puts a couple down the barrel as, as Max kind of laying a half-hearted one, leaning with his chin, and boom, right down the center, it buttoned him. And pretty cool to see the old boy. I mean, he's only 35, only 34 years old, Milan Lucic, but he's been playing for 1,100 games. He seems like he's been there forever. And to see he's still got that jam was pretty awesome to watch that fight live. Finally, I mean, I'm sorry to my friends in the West. I live in the West, but this Western Conference, I mean... It, <laughs> You guys have won some cups in the last 10, 12, 15 years, I guess, but it is so weak right now compared to the East. The East is an absolute assassination of a conference right now. It is end-to-end -end better teams than in the West. If any of those teams, especially like the Maple Leafs, were in the Western Conference, they would just literally tap dance their way to the Stanley Cup Finals, and it's going to be an absolute war in the East it's just Leafs, uh, Leafs luck that this is the way it is, and they're in that division, and uh, it's going to be a grind rate to the end. But like they say, if you can't beat the best, you aren't the best. So be interesting to see how it goes. But right now, three-game winning streak. Leafs are hot. Things are good. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Very matter-of-fact, Jay Rosal, for this installment of Three Hits with Rosie. I knew he was going to touch on Lucic. I knew he was going to be fired up over the weekend, but he's keeping his sights set on the Stanley Cup playoffs. We like that. And the trade deadline coming up on uh, Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern time as well. Let's bring in today's guest, former AGM, two-time Stanley Cup champion, now with Sportsnet. It's Mike Feud. Feuds, thanks so much for doing this. How's it going? It's going well. Thanks for, very much for having me, Nick. I know we've tried to get on a couple times, but that's great. Is Ro- yeah, does, Mike, Rosie I- get- does Rosie get to see what? Colorado play at all? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe no, not in Calgary. No, he doesn't have his, uh, his eyes set on that team. You throw McCarr in and then uh, Landis Cog comes rolling out of the deadline. I think they might be able to hang with a couple teams in the East. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a polarizing conversation right now, Mike, as you know, being a, you know an executive in this league and all that. It's just like – the, the the arms race in the Eastern Conference is on, isn't it? I was looking at it. We were talking about it on Sportsnet the other night, and I know that the Leafs fans get all tied up because obviously they know they're going to be playing Tampa Bay, and Boston is Boston and having one of these remarkable years. Um, but if you start to look at, like, the New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers and, you know, the team that's just beyond me. I was, I was working as a consultant last year with Carolina, and part of the part, I was kind of thought, I really felt at the deadline there was some stuff that could be done. Um, you know, we were right in on the Giordano thing, who I've got very close ties to, and Nick Delore, and they made an organizational decision to stamp at and uh, added Max Domi exceptionally late. But um, And then, you know, you run into a couple injuries and you're out. And I just think that that Carolina team this year, they've done a wonderful job. You know, they had Burns. They've added some other pieces, uh, you know, even when they with losing Trocheck and Niederreiter. And I mean, holy smokes, like they've got $10 million in cap space. And I truly would have bet a lot of money that that's where Timo Meyer was going to end up because they've got picks, they've got prospects. And um, I just got caught up saying, uh, get off your assets <laughs> and get something <laughs> going here. But it's like, uh, I hope that they can still, I mean, that's a lot of cap space to be open and they're not just going to, I know they notoriously don't like to move rental players, but I just felt somewhere they missed the boat on Meyer. I just felt he's a Roddy Brindamore type player. I mean, he's going to fit well with New Jersey as well. But when you look at the, you know, you have to have an Atlas or a a Google out to figure out half the names in that trade. But uh, I felt that there was, yeah, there you go. Look at that. I heard that. (laughs) I heard a lot of good things about Shakur Macaboot-Moodlin there. Uh, I've heard he's uh, got an opportunity to be a top guy, but there's a lot of swings there. There's not a lot of locks as far as what they're going to be, and it's amazing. 
how much people covet their own picks. And sometimes it much, you might look at your own and think you have all these big shiny objects and other teams just don't feel that way. And um, it's, it's hard to find a match, but clearly some area they found a match. Um, could you imagine what the trade is going to look like for Carlson? If that's San Jose, <laughs> you're going to need three different boards to go up and down with the names going back and forth to make it work. But again, I just think there's so many teams, even the, you know, you got Pittsburgh that's, they have to be all in with their core and, and the age of their team and the guys that they just re-signed, you know, the Islanders and you've got like Florida and Washington on the outside looking in and Buffalo and Detroit are kind of kicking tires and they're in situations. I don't see the, team, the teams with house money there for me are a little bit Buffalo and Detroit. I think that they're, they're more apt to make a hockey trade with someone for a term. I don't think they want to burn assets for a rental, but it's going to be some kind of playoffs in the East. And again, in the West, for me, there's some teams that have really underwhelmed and underachieved, whether it be for injury reasons or poor goaltending, um, and they don't have the cap space to, to heal any of their problems. So it's going to be wide open on that side for a different reason, and I guess you just got to keep an eye on Colorado and see if they remain healthy and when Landis Cog comes back and if, if he's a guy that they can do the Kucherov with and add a piece to help him down the stretch and then roll out a, a healthy Landis Cog to start the season, they're going to be a handful for somebody. I would say I, I will praise the creativity of GMs around the league. They're thinking outside the box a bit more this year, which is great to see. But I would love you to take us behind the scenes. And I know this is a rarity because the deadline usually happens on the Monday, Mike, but we're seeing it on a Friday this year. What's happening in NHL front offices right now as we get closer to Friday? Well, it all depends where you're. It's tough because there's such parity, right? So you've got to have two boards up. And where, first of all, you usually go about four seasons out. So you're not doing anything in a, in a bubble where you're just thinking about tomorrow. you got to see who's up. Like, for example, you talked earlier about when, when we're going to need money for Nylander and when his contract's coming up and what it's going to look like. And, and you've got to use, and you know, and you don't really know how high the cap's going to go up. But there's different situations. There's teams, I think, that are playing with a little bit of house money, like a team like Seattle. I don't think they're having a great year, but I wouldn't think they'd want to be unloading a bunch of assets for a rental player. And there's some people whose jobs are in the line where, you know, there are expectations that, I mean, it's no knock. Everybody's talked about the Leafs. It's strange for a team that it's not only, uh, they're so well built. And now, they, you know, and Kyle's, he's, you know, with the addition of Ryan O'Reilly, which I think is just an absolute steal because it, they get some of the, what they lose with Jake Muzzin and a Stanley Cup guy. Conn Smythe winner, the guy plays on both sides of the puck. He's a throwback as far as the leadership that he brings, the intangibles. Um, that's a huge piece. But again, you're still not, your back end for me is still a little bit leaky. It's got, it's one injury away from being in trouble. Um, and you've got guys like Gio, you know, they don't ever take any nights off. So you just say, whatever, he's just blocked his 4,000 shots. So you, you just hope <laughs> and pray that your shots just keep hitting him in the shin pads because you don't want to lose a guy that, just because he plays like a warrior. And again, their first round matchup, no matter for me, and I think Samson has been great. Matt Murray, I, you can't really tell because he's always injured, but you got to mm -hmm. tip your hat and say at least to start Vasilevsky's, it tips their way. And I, and I always looked, I mean, down the middle, we were so successful in Los Angeles. And again, at this point, we were fortunate enough. We did most of our deals early. Uh, and but so we, we felt that when we were ready to push, we wanted Mike Richards. We had just acquired Jeff Carter for Jack Johnson and we wanted Mike Richards. We felt he was a great fit. I mean, I coached him. Everybody knew that he was a captain Canada and we knew that Philadelphia wasn't going to give him up. He had term and he was in his prime still. And we ended up having to give up uh, Braden Shen, Wayne Simmons, who at the time we knew were going to be future stars and a second round pick, but we felt that was going to put us over the talking and, and give us the center depth 
that we now see the Leafs had. You know, now all of a sudden we go Kopitar, Mike Richards, Jeff Carter, Jarrett Stoll. It's pretty good look down the middle, right? And it was going to be hard to keep up with us. And that's why I look, I had Tampa Bay with Point, Stamkos, and Paul ahead of the Leafs when they were running out uh, Matthews, JT, and sometimes it was Engvall or insert guy here third. Now you, I know they're mixing around the lines and Sheldon's, but you now move O'Reilly into the middle. And I think that that sways right over to the Leafs in favor of them as far as center depth. And obviously they have different moves they can do to move over somebody over to the wing late in games or in power play situations, but I love it. And I just, I think now once you've dumped into the deep end, you've got to find a way to add. And I'm not saying, a, you know, it has to be a superstar defenseman or anything like that, but I do think someone like a Shen would be a perfect fit on this team. Uh, he, he's dealt with the Toronto media market. He's a plus class. He's kind of reinvented himself for a guy that I think picked fifth or sixth overall with all these different expectations. He's got himself in great shape. Uh, he's secondary toughness. He'll fight for teammates. Uh, he's won a couple cups in Tampa and he wasn't like, obviously wasn't in the lineup every night or a top, but he's been around that atmosphere. He knows what it's like to go not one round, but four rounds and be successful. And he's really taken on between his penalty killing and his shot blocking, he's been an excellent fit in Vancouver. And especially for a young defenseman like Quinn Hughes, I could see, I don't think he's going to come cheap at all, but I think I love the, shot, the fact that he's a right shot D as well. But I think something like that just fits so well in with this group and their character. And again, uh, I think Vancouver can still, you know, it's going to probably be a rental because I think the Canucks are going to have a deal in place to bring him back. He's too valuable, but that's the type of piece I'd like to see the Leafs add moving forward before the deadline. And it'll be curious, too, to see who they have to subtract off their roster, right? Like, there's a reason why they included Minnesota as the third team in that trade to, to eat some cap. But certainly, it's got to be money in, money out at that point. So, could it be a Kerfoot? Could it be an Engvall? Um, the eye popper on Sunday, for sure, wasn't even the Meyer trade. It was the uh, Tanner Janot trade, right? He goes from Nashville to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, what was your initial thought? And obviously, you're, you're really, really tied in throughout the league. What are people saying about it? Well... I, you made the point, okay? Who's going to argue with what Julian Brisbois has done, right? And I'm not, yeah. no offense, but I mean, I, I thought it was a lot. But Tanner Janot for me is like, there's only like four or five players like him in the entire league, right? He's a bit of a unicorn. And I mean, this year he's plays fallen off, but it's not too often you get a guy that skates that well, that plays that physical game. And he does it in a six foot four, whatever, 215 pound rig. So it's not news I would want to hear from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, hmm. I think, and he's not a rental, right? So it's, there's a lot for me to like about it in the, in the future. And if he can get his game back and the guy, the caliber of players that they're probably going to play him with in Tampa Bay is going to allow him to get around that net. I think he's one of the guys whose shooting percentage went from, it's almost dropped like something like 17 percentage points from last year, where I think he scored 24 goals. So for me, let's just cut it in half and say his shooting percentage is somewhere in the middle of those two things. You're getting a tiger. This guy is, he's a mean, mean dude who plays and he's got captain background. I mean, I know he was a huge piece of his Western hockey league team and everybody raved about him. And he's one of those stories. I think if you think he's undrafted, it's almost like a, a Mark Giordano story um, as far as his road to the national hockey league. And I think you throw someone like that in that lineup, you're like, you're like, this is going to be something to watch. <laughs> this is really going to be something to watch because the depth is uh, very similar. I mean, you got to stay healthy, but you look at that against what the Leafs have depth, depth up front makes the Ryan O'Reilly trade that much more critical. And again, now it's going to be if somebody can add that extra piece on the back end because I think it's a little bit more diverse. And uh, I think the the top end they don't really have a headman 
in uh, Toronto, and and there's some nastiness there to boot with with regards to someone like a Cernak who plays a really strong physical game. And and again, they've been there, done that. The the only thing that I would say as far as that matchup, it should be well in the Leafs' favor. And I we learned this in Los Angeles is you've probably got 12, four, you've probably got almost 11 rounds of playoff mileage on one team. So there should be a bit of fatigue, right? Shortened season and, and True. Yeah. there should be no excuse why Toronto doesn't come out much fresher in this series and, and have Tampa Bay chasing their tails because they just haven't played nearly as many games. Yeah, and I think the intriguing thing too with Tampa is like they love paying for cap certainty, right? They've done it before. They did it last year with Hagel. They did it with Nick Paul. Uh, there's already reports that they're going to go long term on something with you know, maybe around the two, three mil per season range. And I think in a cap world, it's just a nice piece of business. I know they gave up a lot, but when you see guys like Nick Perbix make their debut this year and have the impact they have, like I just can't find the doubt right now in Tampa. Maybe it's like a kick the can down the road type conversation, but Again, as I started the conversation with, I can't dispute anything they've done because all they do is win the last couple of years, right? Absolutely. And they obviously feel so comfortable. I mean, they took Cal Foot in the first round, right? So, yeah. and they've had him in their system. And it's not, this kid's obviously got incredible, you know, his father and this kid's going to find a way to play. But, you know, they've not, there's not too many guys that leave Tampa that turn out and make sure. them look like, wow, geez. We didn't see that coming. Like they've just done such an exceptional job. That's why they've maintained this level of excellence over the way that they, they seem to know better than any how to build a team and a roster that's not just great in the regular season, but they're great in the playoffs as well. And they're and they're a tough out they're a tough out in any way you play. and they obviously you're looking at certain teams like whether this is Boston's last dance or however you However, you max it up. I mean, I look at teams like Boston. It's a matter you say, well, how can Boston do what Boston's doing? And we were talking the other night about, you know, if you look at Pittsburgh, who's got an aging core, and how hard it is on Pittsburgh right now. Like when, when Krejci and and um, Bergeron come back for like three point five million, you know, hmm. together, and they're arguably still very. They're like O'Reilly and Giordano. They're bringing it every night. You're not getting diminishing odds on what they bring to the table. And then Malkin and uh, Latang come back at 6.1 million each. You could probably make the argument that you wouldn't trade Bergeron and Krejci for Malkin and Latang at this stage. It's it, it's not, it's it still probably goes to Pittsburgh and they're both Hall of Famers. Yeah. I'm not knocking their, but you could make the argument. But the difference is there's $9 million in cap space that the Bruins are allowed to add pieces and make their team better. And Pittsburgh has nothing to, you know, if they've got again go into this massive creative thing where you're moving out contracts and moving out money just to add a piece that might marginally help you down the stretch, and, and uh, it's it's incredible. And and again, you cut Buffalo out. I'm trying to see like the Sabers, and you talk about you don't let get. We said Tampa doesn't let pieces get away that kind of could come back to haunt them. Now, of course, everybody looks like Tage Thompson. Yeah, if we saw Tage Thompson's coming at that, somebody would be like that's one of those ones that you just want to have back, but you know, probably the area the Buffalo Sabres want to and want to be improved in the most is goaltending. And then you look at what Linus Allmark's doing in in Boston. Like you let that's a tough position to let guys go at. And then, you know, they did a lot to keep Tristan Jari around and he's got to stay healthy and in pit and he's got to cut up a lot more than an eight eight hundred save percentage in the process. 
Yeah, that goes without saying, Mike, and it should be intriguing to see what happens between now and three Eastern time on Friday and also looking forward to the stretch drive to the Stanley Cup playoffs. I really, really appreciate your time again. I really wanted to get that perspective behind the scenes type approach and you brought it here today. Thanks so much for this. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. There you have it. Uh, former AGM with the Los Angeles Kings, two-time two Stanley Cup champion, now uh, doing his thing with Sportsnet, one of the great guys in the game. Uh, that's Mike Fuda. Uh, taking some time to join us and giving us that perspective, painting that picture for us behind the scenes, what's happening in NHL front offices right now as we get closer and closer to the deadline. And again, the unique setting this year that it's on a Friday and not a Monday. And I think that's why you've seen a bit of that activity. And we just hope that a couple trades and transactions actually get to Friday. Because again, as mentioned last week, we are doing a daily face-off trade deadline edition show coming up on Friday, starting at noon Eastern time. Looking forward to that. Yours truly, NJ Rosa, will be on that special, of course, centered around the one and only NHL insider extraordinaire, Frank Saravalli, as you see on your screen right there. So looking forward to that on Friday. And again, many thanks to Mike Fuda for dropping by. By the way, Nick Kiprios of Sportsnet uh, will drop by the show tomorrow. And again, we'll dive in deep and, uh, in terms of what the Leafs could do over the next couple of days. I do tend to agree with Mike Luke Shen would be a perfect ad, not only because he's a friend of the show, but because I think he would bring some of the intangibles and variables that the Leafs are looking for this time of year. So before I get to the chat, and Tim's been very, very uh, voiceful, uh, voicing uh, his his thoughts on the, on the last couple of days and in terms of odds and stuff to look at, I'll get to uh, the wrap-up. It's brought to you by our friends at Points by Canada. So first and foremost, I should say I'm looking forward to Jay Rosehill making his return on Tuesday because uh, if you missed it, this guy's on fire. I think he's hit like seven straight bets. So we're going to get uh, Rosie back under center tomorrow as you've been tailing for most of the season with with my stuff been pretty decent as well. So today I'm going to look at the uh, Boston Edmonton game. The Oilers coming off a very disappointing loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets. I thought it was a hard fought victory for the Boston Bruins over the weekend against the Vancouver Canucks, but I'm uh I'm forecasting the over six and a half in that game. Last I saw around minus 120 in terms of odds. I'll play that. Um, Boston could score with the best of them. Just look at case in point what they did against Seattle last week. And Edmonton, of course, Connor McDavid is two goals away from 50. You know they're going to be feeding him. They got Drysaddle. They got Nugent Hopkins. They got Hyman. Uh, really is an embarrassment of riches when it comes to talent in that game. So I'm going to play to the over six and a half between the Boston Bruins and the Edmonton Oilers in that game. But lots of great bets to look at. Uh, Tim writes in, he potentially could be looking at the puck line tonight for the Dallas Stars in that game. He likes the Chicago money line against Arizona. I think uh, Chicago's actually playing Anaheim. Let me just look at the schedule quickly. But um, I do think there's some value to be found on a Monday. And in fact, Chicago is playing the Anaheim Ducks. So maybe you look there if you want to look at a bit of a sleeper, some dog value as well. Um, you could sort of look at a uh, potential of, uh, you know, it going to OT between Vegas and Colorado, both teams fighting for playoff positioning right now. So those type of angles, I'm very curious to see Detroit this week in general, a five-game week for the Detroit Red Wings uh, starts tonight. Uh, they've got two games back-to-back, -back, I believe, here with the Ottawa Senators. And I think if Detroit wants to set themselves up apart from the Sens and other teams, I think you have to try to win both those games. And from the Ottawa perspective, they have to get at least three points in my world, you're running out of racetrack really, really quickly. But things are certainly heating up here in the Eastern Conference from a, a trade perspective and also from a standings perspective. So we'll leave it at that. Many thanks to uh, Mike Fuda for hopping on once again. Producer Alex smashing it once again here on the show. Jay Rozo popping by for another edition of Three Hits with Rosie. 
So again, coming up tomorrow, the least back in action on Wednesday when they visit those aforementioned Edmonton Oilers, the back-to-back with Edmonton and Calgary should be a lot of fun and a lot of blue and white in the crowd. Uh, but for now, I'm going to say goodbye. Many thanks to everybody in the chat here and uh, looking forward to talking tomorrow with Rosie back in the mix after missing a couple days. And of course, our guest, Nick Kiprios, former Leaf, former Ranger, and also now doing his thing on Sportsnet 590, the fan for Sportsnet. So that's coming up tomorrow. We'll talk then. Take care. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.